the one you guys have. This may be a little on the side because, you know, it's bright and early in the morning time. I have a little issues with my voice, but it, I'm calm. So, welcome to this first episode because I had recorded another episode prior to this one. And I have a lot of episodes and a lot of things that I want to talk about. And welcome to the second season of Brown Sugar Radio. I'm your host, Brown Sugar. Um, it's been a year since I started this podcast. It's been such a rough year. Um, I might be going ahead, going back through um, and changing certain episodes or deleting certain episodes. But this is my digital uh, diary. This is my digital diary. And I'm hoping that when you listen to my podcast, you learn something, especially about yourself and others. So on this, um, it's so much I want to talk about. And the first thing on my mind this morning is the upcoming Mercury Retrograde. I mean, we've already had one Mercury Retrograde this year. It was not bad to me. It was an Aquarius. And I guess it's because I don't have a lot of air in my chart. And I don't have any Aquarius, much of any Aquarius in my chart. It didn't really touch me too bad because most Mercury Retrogrades, it was water. Mercury Retrogrades last year were very emotional for me. A very, um... And that's because half of my, I'm half um, fire. I'm mostly fire. And the second most prominent element is water. So the, they were hitting. <laughs> they were hitting. Uh, except for the last one, which are great, which was in Scorpio, because I don't have any, um, just my um, south node is in Scorpio. And my, um, yeah, that's about it. But anywho, this year, however, with this one coming up, it's Gemini. And Gemini is, one, is in one of my big three. I have a Gemini rising. So Gemini is, has a lot to do with communication. And I have seen this Mercury retrograde. And this is how when you're in alignment, whether you're paying attention to things or not, you're going to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because I was working on my chakras as usual. And I'm at the the throat chakra and most times when I'm working on my throat chakra you'll hear me have throat like mouth uh, throat issues like I'll lose my voice um and things of that nature so I'm working on my throat chakra now um, I'm at the end of it I just have to do you know I do a very good meditation and yoga to really bring it on home and I do some mudras and stuff with the candlelight I do a little thing for oil so um I didn't. I wasn't aware that this Mercury retrograde was going to be happening soon. It's coming up soon on May 29th, and that it will be in Gemini, which is the planet of, uh, which is the zodiac sign of communication. Because I have been having terrible communications. Like all the communication issues that I've been having, has been exacerbated, and it was. I didn't know how to get certain words out. <laughs> I was saying, I was just like, word, word vomit, a whole bunch of words without any, listen, I was saying some stuff, so I knew it was a out of whack throat chakra, so now that my candle is at the end, it's like everything has been come back into alignment and balance, and I'm, uh, it's clearing things up, you know, so that's just crazy that I'm on the throat chakra and you know I like as a person as myself you know I work at my own altar for my um self and my family generations past generations to come generations that are here now when I'm working before Mercury retrograde I like to light my altar up 
You understand me? I really work on things because I know how miscommunications. Mercury. You understand what I'm saying? Isn't the planet of Gemini Mercury? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Gemini's planet is Mercury. Yes, it is. And it's Mercury retrograde. So, yes. Um, and, you know, my child is also have a heavy air chart. This is why he's my child, because his chart is heavy, heavy air. And my chart has very little air. And my child's chart has predominantly, practically all air charts. <laughs> so, it's like the universe will give you the balance that you need. You feel me? So, I, I know Earth might be next for the children because that's the second <laughs> I don't have. And then, you know what? Honestly, it would have been Earth too. Because um, for my child or other child that did not make it, they were going to be an Earth sign. So, that would have been Earth. So, I already know certain things. So, anyways, off of that, you know, um, communication is key. And with the lighting of this working on my throat chakra I start to realize how to get the word the right words out to people how to explain myself better because a lot of times it's difficult for me to explain myself and sometimes I don't want to have to explain myself I don't think I should have to explain myself some people feel like they shouldn't have to explain themselves and you know as I started to go through life and understand dealing with other people I feel like you really, a lot of people really feel like it should be kismet. Automatically, you should know how I want to be treated. You should treat me that way. Um, instant. Popcorn. Everything. Pop, 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 pop. And um, nobody wants to work with other people. And in my relationships, I'm not going to tell people what to do. I like going by a three strikes rule. Now, everybody knows their boundaries. Some people don't need three strikes. They need one strike and they're done. Because of the things that they do is really like going against your, what you have said. That's why it's very important prior to going into relationships. You have a reset button where you evaluate, you know, where you went wrong. And where things went wrong in the relationship. And what I mean by where you went wrong. If you were with somebody that's cheating, that was cheating on you. Like it was my case. What are some of the red flags? What are some of the things that you were accepting? And is this something that you really want to accept? Because it, sometimes you'll feel like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't mind. You know, you just have to condition your mind that men are going to cheat or that your significant other is going to cheat. And that's not always the case. You really have some men out here that are not interested in cheating. It's just a time-wasting bunch of time. And it wasn't until I found someone that had that mindset that, I realize that that's exactly what I needed because I don't have the wherewithal to deal with a cheating partner. It makes me just, you know, so it's not until I received that in life that I understood that that's really not what I want to accept or put up with. You understand? But each partnership is different because me and my, that partner had an understanding of the same things I let you get away with or the same things you let me get away with. But then I realized in the end of that relationship, after this person had went and did all of those things, as soon as they even thought that I had did something similar to them, they were ready to say, call it quits. So don't make those types of uh, situations or decisions with people that you're not married to. But, um, you know, I'm very big on communication. I'm very big on uh, uh, understanding, having an understanding in the relationship with your partner because there is no perfect relationship. 
And my two favorite words for relationships for this year is understanding and building. We have to build um, a strong relationship. If this person has the core things that you want in a partner, and that comes down to knowing what you want in a relationship and knowing what you need. That's why I did a lot of research last year with my um, natal chart and understanding the type of person that I was in relationships, understanding the types of relationships that I might have experienced in life. And the natal chart pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything, including telling me that I should wait till later in life to get married because I would be more sure of who I am as a person and know what I want in a relationship and less accepting of the fact of trying to be a people pleaser and please others and and not have strong boundaries and end up in an unhappy marriage and see i was not paying no attention i was like i wasn't i wasn't gonna i was i already always said that my marriage age was going to be 35 my having children's age is going to be 35 and i don't know where that came from that's just a number that when i was when i turned 18 years old it stuck with me i'm like my 20s should be for me to have fun everybody has is everybody's path is different some people don't need to be staying single until they're 35 or whatever because it'll put them in a position where they're getting into a lot of trouble some people need to stay wait because they'll be put if they're rushing into things it'll be putting them into a position of trouble that's why it's just up to you you know so me, I have a bunch of things that, you know, I will. I don't mind working with someone. If I really, really love you, if I really have a connection to you that words can't explain, I'm not going to let the words explain the connection because um, obviously this connection has come about because it's something that we have to learn from each other because I realize in this lifetime that is a theme. I found the pattern in all of my relationships. <laughs> And this comes from, I don't know if it's my rising sign. My rising sign loves to learn. My rising sign is, like I told you, in Gemini. Geminis are very intelligent people. They love to learn things. I mean, this is was just the sign of Gemini. Um, but, so my partners, it's, uh, it's always going to be growth. It's, and growth, it's not always easy. And, and that's why it's a lot of difficulties in my in mercury retrograde as well being born during in mercury retrograde that's why i'm saying knowing your patterns so i was talking about mercury retrograde and i'm gonna segue right back into that i already know to prepare prior to the mercury retrograde because once the mercury retrograde starts things have already got gotten started like you have to know your mercury retrograde and me and my child have similar mercury retrograde activities my child in the shadow period of Mercury retrograde, which was two weeks prior, he didn't broke the TV. He didn't. This stopped working. That stopped working. So I had to start finding ways to get him away from electricity, because the energies of Mercury retrograde affect us prior to Mercury retrograde even so-called starting on the calendar or into the shadow period. Same thing with me. Two weeks prior to Mercury retrograde, so Mercury retrograde is going to be like I said, um, coming up on the 29th, um, which is next week, Saturday last week Saturday it was like iffy I've been having like on and off and that shadow period honestly lasted a lot longer that's how I knew with constant arguing in my relationship that it was a communication thing even when I did the Sinastri report for my relationship communication was a thing okay 
In some instances, it said communication will be effortless. You'll understand each other. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, we're not, well, we don't have differences of opinions. Sure. <laughs> well, we have differences of opinions. Anyways, back to what I was saying about um, building a foundation. Because I wanted to do a whole show specifically about my thoughts. Remember, this is my podcast, my journey, my diary on relationships. So we're going to get back into Mercury retrograde so, and the communication issue. Because communication is a, also a big part of relationships. And knowing where you come from, where you stand. And I realize a lot of people don't know what they want. They just, they, they don't know what they want in a relationship. They don't structure their lives. They just go out there and live. And then, as I said to you in a prior podcast, um, you have to give your life some structure. You have to tell the universe exactly what you need in your life. So if you go out there and just live your life and you have no plans, no goals set, you just want to live, life's going to throw everything at you, including the kitchen sink. Because we have, this is the blueprint of your life. This is the blueprint of your life. These are the lessons that you have to learn while your soul is here. So we're going to throw everything at you. And if you get stuck on the first two lessons on the list, because <laughs> you don't want to wake up, and we're just going to keep throwing those lessons at you over and over and over and over again <laughs> until you learn them. So when I get with somebody, I always say this, this to them. I'm like, you know, we're together for a reason. So I know when people get with me, it's time for a change in their lives. Because I start noticing that a lot of the men that I've been with, it's a huge, when we're together, they, especially now, I want to say from 2010 to current now, which is me going into a totally new nine-year phase, phase of my life. And we're, we hit a new phase, nine-year phase now, so we're going into a different phase. But that's something that is, you're going to, it's time for you to wake up. It's time for you to wake up. It's time for you to do certain things. It's time for you to learn some lessons. I'm, I like to help people. I'm a helper. I'm a nurturer. I love to, to, to. Just I like that helping thing. That's why the career I chose is the career that I chose because, you know, I get to satisfy the need to help. And I can recognize others who have that need to help. They won't do anything in their lives where they're helping people. So they end up using their relationships and they end up getting with people who suck them dry like blood suckers. Excuse me. They end up getting with blood suckers. So I've noticed that, especially with life path number five, people very frequently, and it's because it's a choice, because they feel like it's, it's a part of them. They need to help. They need to help. So they don't see, their careers in their life won't be anything where they could get that desire to help out, or they won't choose to, to be a mentor, whereas someone that they have a, 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 in a child-parent type of relationship, no, they usually strive for their relationships, choosing people who are helpless. And that, and that they deem to be helpless, that they deem to need them. And if they feel like you don't need them, this is from my personal experience. I don't know what it is. I've dealt with more life path number fives than anybody. And I was telling you last year about life path numbers, just very touching on it briefly. Because I didn't really go in depth about life path numbers, and then there's another show that I can do for another day. Go in depth about life path numbers because we ain't got time to do it today. But learning your life, it's 
you're you have a lot to learn. Your name has energy that you need to learn about. It tells you about who you are, what lessons, your life path number, your destiny number, your your sun moon rising, all the other planetary houses, um, the planets in certain houses in your chart. They all tell you something about who you are, and it explains certain things about your relationships. Like, um, it's crazy because. Since I start doing a number down, I'm finding out that I've consistently been with people who are of the five number, um, some fours, but five and, and a few sevens. And what I noticed about the sevens, the seven, people that have a life path seven that I deal with, um, it's easy going. They're easy going. It's easy. Everything feels easy. Um, but it feels like somebody is holding back a little bit but when I get with the life path fives it's not easy it's like a, a, a passion that we have for each other that it's, it's like we're stuck together we have to keep dealing with each other no matter what but we just argue we argue a lot it's like especially in the beginning it's like as the relationship progresses with life path number fives as we start to know each other more and get to know each other and be together for longer it definitely gets better. The relationship gets better. Um, but also, I notice it's, you know, it depends. Anyways, um, so yeah, back to Mercury Retrograde. So yeah, guys, just understand how Mercury Retrograde affects you and where it affects you. I pretty much, depending on what the Mercury Retrograde is, and most Mercury retrogrades, I have communication problems. Most Mercury retrogrades, I have technology issues. Um, most of those things happen. And that's how I, I, it's very just, at this point, I, some people Mercury retrograde doesn't really affect them at all. But for me, I look for patterns. I look for, because I like to draw understanding from things to make my life as easy as possible. If I know that it's working retrograde coming in, I know it's going to be a this, is that, and a third, I'm going to do things to ease those energies so that I can channel those energies to work on the things in my own time and not let Mercury retrograde create issues, which it doesn't matter. It already created some issues. <laughs> because like I said, another place that is a big problem for me is relationships and Mercury retrograde come prior to Mercury retrograde coming. It's, it's like any issue we have is exacerbated. And as you can tell, during Mercury Retrograde, exes come back. Now, just for you, look for your ex to the ex, especially any unsolved business, the exes keep coming back. And that's why if you're not aware of what's going on, if you're a weak person who feels that oh, the planetary energies don't affect me, and you're not, and, and you don't care about learning, you're not going to understand that these exes are coming back, not for you to get back with them. Not for you to, but for you all to try to hash out any unsolved energies or business that you have. You can do that with a conversation, a text message, an email. You don't need to be meeting with them and getting back together with them and doing all these things. And I'm telling you that even up to the very last Mercury retrograde last year, the person that I had the most unsolved issues with, unresolved issues with, kept coming back. So, um, you have to be aware that 
it don't mean this person changed. It don't mean it's meant for you to be with this person. It just means that it's some unfinished business that you both must work together or work through if you can. Um, because it's, 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 it's baggage. It's baggage. Especially if you have never released this person. I mean, I had to explain to someone that people have energy. So if you move in somebody in your house. And they have their shampoo bottles, even though y'all haven't been dealing with each other in months. They have their shampoo bottles, or you're posting pictures of them that you've taken with them. To, then you are not done with that person. You're not done with that person. You still have residual leftover feelings for that person. And you didn't give yourself a chance to heal or understand why y'all even got in a relationship to begin with. Especially if you feel like most relationships should end with a definite, oh, this is why we not together no more. You understand me? But, I mean, I can't wait to talk about that relationship show because it is just so much going on with me. Um, I'm going to end the show in a few seconds. Um, I don't. Uh, the next show might be the relationship show or it could be me talking about... Because I just finished watching the show Them. And, you know, when I'm watching these shows, very similarly to when I was watching... Um, Oh my God, what's the other show from last summer? I think I'm going to start incorporating reading books in my podcast. Um, and I'm going to incorporate watching shows and discussing it. Um, but the last show, uh, Journey Small Yet. The, uh, the, that's not called The Underground. The Underground is my other favorite show. And they have a show on Amazon Prime called The Underground. That now that I've completed watching them... I will start to watch it. And um, I might even talk about some reality shows. Because my current favorite show, hands down, at the moment, is Jocelyn's Cabaret. And, um, no, I'm not one of those people that feel like, oh, you know, I'm too good to watch, you know, smutty television. I've watched smutty television my whole life. Uh, let's not act like people didn't watch soap operas back in the day. And I did watch kids' soap operas, like, what was it called? Swan. Swan Lake or whatever it was called in the 90s. I, wa I sure did watch that. I watched Mr. 90210. Um, I don't care. I mean, people love trying to act holy. Oh, my God. This is another show about the holier-than-thou crew. It was like, oh, I mean, if you ingest this and you ingest that and you ingest that. Oh, shit. Maybe it's because I have transformative qualities. Um... I have some transformative qualities, especially if you're a Scorpio. <clears throat> I have Scorpio placements. You have a transformative quality in life. So you're basically the sugar to shit, the correction, the shit to sugar crew. You most likely might get shit that you could turn into sugar. That's your job. Everything in life is not going to be peachy keen. And also, if you're a person that's weak and you don't know how to ground, and shield and you don't know how to put things into perspective where even you know a television show can affect you then you need some work to do if you're one of those people that think that everything should be positive 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 you need to change your mindset because we're not all positive people do you not see the yin and yang symbol like i operate mostly in the yang energy but we our charts have yin and yang even if it has mostly one than the other i have more yang than yin but I, we have a yin and yang. And like I say, I choose, I mostly choose men who are the opposite. They have mostly yin. And then I have the yang. So I'm the yang energy to their yin. I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy. When you sit down and you start to evaluate for real, for real, 
an astrological level, your past relationships, you start to see patterns. And like I said, the patterns I've seen with me and my relationships are lessons. We're both supposed to be learning something through each other. Growth will growth through change. So we grow. It's going to be, you know, just... But I mean, another show would be people's incessant need for everything to feel good all the time. I mean, or always want everything to not deal with reality and want everything to be so good all the time. Like, you know, looking at one of my favorite shows, Martin, I love looking at Martin and Gina's relationship on the show and how it progressed or even other relationships. I like seeing many different types of relationships because what they like to show us is a couple that they're always happy together and um, they're always happy with each other and happy, 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 happy. And they don't really argue or this, this, that, and the third. And that is some relationships and some relationships is dealing a person is going to be ignoring each other most times or arguing with each other to you figure it out. Some seasons in your relationships and things of that nature. So, yeah, those are um, some of the things that I will be discussing in my show, especially talking about them because them, oh my goodness them i liked it i loved it i will be watching another season of it i hope the next season they have a little few more black people black families moving in on a block um but i really did not like and i'm gonna talk about it just a smidge so you can get how i feel how they portrayed the black family living in a neighborhood that was a white flight neighborhood um uh, and then i understand that the spiritual reasonings behind white flight because you know, you took something that didn't belong to you and you felt like, like, see, we have four basic needs. And when I'm talking about them, I'm going to go more in depth. But everybody needs to have these four basic needs. And that's air, clean air, clean water, shelter, and food. And everything that we need to live, we've allowed people to put a large, huge price tag on to where we can't get it. And that is wrong. That's ethically, morally, spiritually wrong for someone to put a huge price tag on things that people need in order to live and 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 their sanity yeah you can live in a tent because that's technically sheltering that's protected but you're not being protected from the elements in the way that you should if you're living in a home even if it's a trailer everyone on this planet should be allowed to have the four basic needs to live and when you see people are making it impossible for you to get food on the table for your children they're polluting the air so you have no clean air you need all these air things air filters or you need an air conditioner to cool and condition the air because it's too hot outside and you're over those you know are uh, uh you see people polluting the water so now you can't drink just go up to the stream and get you a fresh free drink of water now you got to have your water treatment treated so like you see how things have been put in place to where now we have we, we have a right to put a charge on because yeah, you could go drink that nasty water out there but we're going to pollute that water so now you got to come drink our water and i mean I mean, you really have to put life into perspective and put things into perspective in life as well. I mean, when I sit back and see how far we've come away from certain things and I start to question certain things, I feel like we've allowed a lot of things to happen to get us to this point. And this is like the last and final straw. We've got to wake up. We have no choice. All that wanting to, oh, I don't want to be bothered. I just want to go out to the club and have fun because for a whole year they had us locked up in the house. And I just want to put on my cute clothes and just go be cute all the time. 
when the reason you even want to do that stuff is because you're depressed. Uh, if you if you're depressed, so you want to look happy because you don't feel happy. You want to look like you love yourself because you don't love yourself. You understand what I'm saying? There's a time for working and there's a time for playing. And you can't always be playing when it's time to be working because then you're going to be put in a position where you don't get to make certain decisions. You don't get to have certain things because you always want to play. You always want everything to come easy to you. You don't want no hardness. And and maybe it's because you might be at a certain mental fragility, a point where you're mentally fragile. And you interview one more thing happened. You're going to snap. But that comes with you learning how to ground and shield, ground and shield. That's something that I've stopped doing. But when I was doing, because I'm a person, I, I experiment all the time. If somebody say, hey, you should try this. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to do a little research and I'm going to try it for a while to see if it works. And I used to ground and shield all the time. I used to do this grounding and shielding meditation all the time. And I tell anybody twice a year. You need to be calling your power back to you because I last year I did a huge call your power back to you meditation and then I started working on my chakras and I had one of the very relaxing time. You understand me? And after the, the, the time that I've had from August all the way up to this current point, once this has happened, once we get on into June and I'm a little bit have a little more freedom and relaxing, I will be calling my power back to me again because you leave little pieces of your power everywhere. When you start feeling like you ain't got no power. When you start feeling like you ain't got no power in no situation, ain't nobody listening to you, ain't nobody understanding you, ain't nobody hearing what you guys say, time to call your power back. Okay, and that's today's show, guys. You know, I done told you what's coming up on the menu. This is a welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast and my digital diary. I've always had a digital diary. Um, go ahead, you can subscribe wherever you're listening to it, whether it be on Spotify or whether you're listening to it on Anchor. Or wherever in the future I may be broadcasting, um, having my episodes switched over, certain episodes broadcasted to YouTube because I do want to keep certain things on YouTube. Um, YouTube was my original digital diary, but when I changed lifestyles and couldn't really put my face on camera with the words that I want to say, <laughs> okay, I had to get away from YouTube. So um, now with the podcast, I probably get to come back to YouTube and, you know, I really am trying to set up a little space for YouTube and get my YouTubing things together so I can go back to that. All right. So thank you all for tuning in. Love you all. See you next time.